Okay. Hey, everybody. This is Brittany, uh, Jamie, and Yolanda, and this is Perception, and we're here for another episode, season two, second ep- season two, episode two of um, Perception, and we're here to talk about today, um, part two of our minimalism episode, which we kind of got into, well, we got into a lot last week. Um, so we wanted to have like a part two because we felt like it was so many layers and so much to talk about when it came to minimalism. Um, and so we just kind of wanted to pick back up on the subject. Um, I know me and mom were talking a little bit. We, we Well, in the last episode, we talked about like time management Um We talked about, like, a lot of things when it comes to minimalism. We were kind of all over, but that's why we needed a part two, because it just is, I think it connects to so much. But uh, I know we were, me and mom were thinking about minimalism. We were talking about something earlier this week about minimalism from the perception of like how do we get to the point where we have we feel the need to have like excess stuff right like what is that what is that feeling that makes us feel like we need this this and this you know that we need so much material stuff and we kind of connected it to the feeling of not feeling enough like that feeling of not enoughness like inside and us trying to fulfill that void with things or with people or with experiences. So like minimalism is not just about things, but it's about um or uh, consumption in the way of buying things, but it's also about um emotional. It, yeah, it's emotional. It's definitely like anything I feel like though is always going to be any physical symptom or thing in your life, I feel like it's a symptom of the emotional state anyways. Like everything external is only a manifestation of what's going on inside. So to really talk about minimalism and to really get to the core of it means we would have to talk about the emotional work or what led us to the to the idea that we need stuff. You know, like what voids are we filling or trying to fill? What do y'all think? What I'm thinking about as you talk about that again is minimalism. When I first heard about minimalism, it truly was just about things for me and just getting rid of stuff, you know. But again, it is attached to the emotional because for me, getting rid of the stuff is going to help my mind, help my brain focus, and it's going to clear my mind. It's less stuff to worry. One of the things I always used to say is that society is overstimulated. And it's meaning overstimulated, such as, like, you sit down and watch the television, right? Television, there's, what, about 600 channels or more on there? And you still can't find what you want to see. You're going through the channels, da-da-da-da, trying to figure out what to watch. Overstimulated with all these channels. Then, also, we sit here all the time talking about, oh, what movie? Uh, You pick a movie. No, you pick a movie. Nobody can find a good movie. And how many movies have been made in time? And we can't find a good movie. Even a good movie that has been out before. Uh, It's just so much stuff out out there and we can't pick because it's so hard that makes the brain you know work harder and all that 
But the other piece for me, if I go back to it, I think all the pieces are coming together for me, especially later in life, is that um, even starting my business, Focus Eye Apparel, um, focus was that word for me. And in order to focus, you have to get rid of some things, whether they're physical, emotional, or uh, or the other kind of spiritual, you know, that's messing with you kind of thing. Uh, you have to clear. You have to clean. There go that word again. We talked about that. You know, clean slate, you know, things that you've learned through the years. You got to take what you've learned and decide what's trash and what's not. So it's like every facet this 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 terminology or just this concept is bigger than even two episodes mm-hmm. oh my god there's so many branches to minimalism in my, in in what i think it's just so much we're all over the place but that's okay for me because you know why the good thing is that we're sitting down we're trying to understand we're trying to get a grasp. Maybe, yes, there's other people who got, what, psychology degrees, PhD degrees, whatever, that have a better understanding, whatever. We're trying to understand in our world, you know, and we're doing the best that we can do to reach out so that we can be better people each and every day. So, but the focus for me is big. And um, just, again, cleaning house, you know, just, just a new, clean, clear mind. And that's kind of where I'm at. And it's, and then what we're talking about, all these pieces, the branches, I call them, is, you know, how do they fit and how do I do that? How do I clean house for Yolanda? My cleaning house may be different than your cleaning house and Jamie's cleaning house. You know, uh, we talked about time management. That's another thing. You know, we can't even overwhelm ourselves. We got to live a good, balanced life. And we got to do better. I mean, even when it comes to eating, everything, your body, um, just... I don't know. It's just so many facets to this. Mm-hmm. Here, Jamie, you want to say something? Oh, okay. Can we ask the question? No, she, she had a specific question, didn't she? Was... Um, I, I think, I think I come in at today. I wanted to kind of come at it from the angle of like get into the core of like why we feel the need to fill our lives up with things and then why because you mom made this statement earlier oh yeah you were talking about her side income and how she's like now that i have it it's still not enough and so in this society or this culture why do we feel like when there's an abundance of things right like i i read that uh the average room hasn't um, has on average 2,000 visible things. So that in itself we're overstimulated, but we still feel like things are not enough. So so that I'm trying to get to the root of why do we feel like, why do we have these feelings of not enoughness? Or maybe where do you feel that in your life? Or when what age were you when you felt like something was not enough? Because I think that kind of gets to the core of why we need things to feel like that's the root of it. We're, we're needing things to feel we try to use things to fill voids, right? And sometimes that looks like overcompensation. Because we feel like there's not enough, we overcompensate with things, or we may overcompensate with overgiving. You know what I mean? Um, Especially to our children. Yeah. Oh, that's a mm-hmm. guilt. That's a good one. 
That's a good one. Because I, I have that guilt thing. And I may try to over... I'll stress myself out trying to overcompensate with other things. Like maybe Christmas or birthday. And it doesn't even make sense logically. Not only stress yourself out with that, too. Yeah. I have a question. It's probably a stupid question. What does compensate mean? So, like, uh, to... To compensate, like for instance, if, if you do a job, right, you're compensated for the work that you do. So sometimes people may try to overcompensate by going OD, right? Like, I'm like giving more than you have. It's, giving more. It's, it's, yeah. it's a given, whether it's value yeah. in money, value in toys, affection. Service. You can overcompensate yeah. in affection. Mm -hmm. and, um, so it's just giving too much, basically. Or like, overcompensate. Right, over makes it giving too much. But uh, compensate means. To be an exchange. Of, right. You're compensated for something. You did something. So, like, your energy is what you're compensating? Um, it you could can. be, yeah, it could be your time. Oh, uh, okay, it that, okay. Be, now I understand. Yeah. It could be. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Oh, we got them talking. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I'm trying to think because, oh, I'm trying to think of a time where I felt like it wasn't enough. Oh, I always feel like money is not enough. That's what I always felt like my whole life. <laughs> Money is one big thing that I always feel like it's not enough because it won't ever be enough because there's just so much more money to get. But I'm trying to think. Maybe. That's not a long Yeah, maybe um, shopping. But you see, I enjoy that. And I have like, I actually have a, like a lot of stuff that I get or whatever. And I always ask myself, do I really need it? And like, I don't know. But shopping and buying stuff makes me happy. So I'm trying to figure out if I'm really trying to fill the void or if it's just like one of my happy places things or if it's an addiction. But <laughs> I'm not really I'm not really sure. I can't I don't really know why people feel the need to need things, you know, to fill to fill a void basically. I just I don't I can't think of a reason why. Like what are we trying to fulfill? Probably trying to fulfill our lives. Mm -hmm. Or something. And that's the whole purpose is for you to start thinking about that. Why? Yeah. Because, you know, yeah, I, what just, does it I don't know. <laughs> like, I really don't know. I just think it's like something people enjoy. It's like buying stuff and getting stuff and, like, you know. You got to ask yourself what's the end result and is it worth it? Oh, like shopping and then taking a picture and then posting it on Instagram. That's the end result. But is it the true end result? I don't know. Because I'm very, you, yeah. You think about it though, it's a cycle. That's how you can tell that there's no satisfaction. If you continue to try and do the same thing like over and over, but you can't, it's like chasing a high. You know what I mean? Like you're trying to fill a unfillable void with like external stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the very fact that you gotta go out and do it again. Cause you, cause at the end of it, and you're like, I need to do that again. Oh yeah, cause yeah, yeah. I'm a little confused. Well, I'm a little. I don't know. I can't. I don't have any answers for that. I could just think about it, but I really don't want. Like, don't have an answer. Yeah. But guess what? Even if you don't have answers, as long as you start to think about it, that's the whole purpose of us conversating and talking. We all don't have answers right now, mm -hmm. today. It's about just stimulating our brains and asking ourselves, which way are we going? You know, and what are we trying to do to make our lives better? 
So even if today you don't have an answer, but you're just starting to think about it, that's what we want to do, you know. And I think each of us give each other something to think about, food for thought, you know. We may do something with it, we may not do something with it, but if you entertain it, I think that's still growth. Yeah. Yeah. I had something to say that I forgot. I'm sorry. It's fine. I was trying to keep it in my brain, but it like disappeared. Like it literally like disappeared. Like it faded. It started fading. Yeah. Your brain has a lot in it lately. Yeah, I know. It does. You have to ask yourself in that sense. Yeah, it's a lot. There's a lot going on because I'm thinking about a hundred different things at the same time while I was trying to concentrate on one thing. But, but then my brain is just off. It's balance, too. Where do you balance yourself? I think you could do a lot of things that you're doing, but I think, you know, you just got to take like a stop and you got to balance them. You got to make sure that everything that's important is being taken care of and you got to balance yourself and not over, over um, stress yourself or, you know, just overdo it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think what I had to say. Does anyone else have anything to say while I think about it? Um, I think, I think like what you're saying, like a cluttered mind, almost like, uh, I always think the inside, I try to remember like who I really am, right? Like this outside is only my consciousness wanting evidence of itself, right? Like my body is not who I really am. Like we talked about this before, like the very fact that you could say something in your head, like if you can, like I've just, I was listening to KRS-One. Oh, I was listening to KRS-One and he has this lecture on YouTube where he's talking about, he, he tells the whole audience, say the word hip hop in your head without saying it out loud. So everybody say that right now without saying it out loud. Okay. Okay. Did y'all say it? I did. Okay. Now, how did you say that without your physical mouth? I thought it was just as if I said it with my, that's the way I felt, as if it was with my physical mouth. Yeah, okay. So, how did you hear that? If your voice did not make any sound or vibration, how did you hear that? I don't know, it's in my mind. Right. Now, close your eyes and envision the word hip-hop. Do you see it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, open your eyes. Now, if you did not see that with your physical eyes, what sight was that that you saw hip-hop with, the word hip-hop? My internal eyes? My your internal eyes, yeah. Or it's like a video screen, like a projection. That's yeah. Like, that's how I see it pretty much, like something in my brain has a projection that's going back. Yeah. Because that's what I see. I see it backwards. You see it backwards? Yeah, like it's not like it's not in front of me, but it's right there. Right. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Never thought about that. So the, the very idea that, or think about, envision how your day went last Sunday. Can you see that? What you did? I won't. <laughs> That's what I said last Sunday. Can you see what you did last Sunday? What you were doing? You should be able to. <laughs> yes, I can. Yeah. We were doing perception. Or or doing... see what you did yesterday in your head. Oh, no. I can see it's more of Sunday than yesterday. Okay. I can see yeah. what you did yesterday. Yeah, yes, me too. Photo shoot. Oh, yeah, I did do a photo shoot yesterday. Oh. And when you think about your future, do you have a vision of yourself? Yes. You know what? I really don't. You don't have a vision of yourself? Not or, today, I don't. 
Okay. Mm. I mean, I know I have a future, but I just don't really. Right. I'm in a place right now, even before Tuesday. Yeah. Well, I'm just taking moment by moment, day by day. Mm. And I, and I, I want to get to that point of visioning myself in the future. Yeah. But I just don't really right now. Ooh, that's deep. I mean, that's super deep. But I guess what I want you to think about or what his point was, if you can see, hear, my mind, if you can see, hear, and speak without your physical function, without your physical body, right, then <laughs> what is the need for the physical body, <laughs> you know? That, that's why death is really an illusion. Because you can see right now alive, you can see, hear, and speak right now without your physical body. So imagine what you can do when the body goes away and is dead, quote unquote dead. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? So what I'm saying is there's an inner you who is the true you. Your spiritual being. That is your soul. Mm -hmm. That's the first you. And when you were born, that first you was perfect, born perfect. You didn't have any feelings of inadequacy. You know, you didn't have any feelings of that, but you didn't know of inadequacy. Right. Because you were, you were everything you needed to be. You still are. But right. We learn these things. We learn. Yeah. We learn that we need tainted. something outside of ourselves. We're tainted. We're given things that right. just makes us go differently. But I, there's no way to avoid that, though. I think there is. If you were, because you think I even think about the word the devil, right? Like, or the the idea of the devil, right? I think there is a devil, but I think it's not a a man down there in the ground, you know, plotting on <laughs> how to do this and do that. I think the devil is distractions. Anything to distract you from like your purpose and your calling, that's the devil. That's adversity. That's, you know what I mean? Like anything to, sh to keep you astray because just think how powerful your inner self, like we don't even identify with our real selves. We identify with the shell. It's just a shell. And that's what we identify with rather than identifying with the most powerful version of ourselves, which is the soul. That's the immortal self. But see, and that's the funny thing, and I'm going to bring this up with that. I agree with you on that because remember we were talking to my cousin, and we were talking about, like, dating and stuff. Remember I told you the platform that I would rather do oh, yeah. when people tell me get on this, get on that, whatever. I don't want to see a picture. Right. Guess what? I want to identify with whoever with their inner self, their true self. Yeah. And But yet I was kind of like ridicule well why would you want to see what they look like and da, 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 da. yeah you know it's just so much more to me to a person uh and you know then they're out of you know who i mean yes folks love attractive people yes right okay but i learned also through life and not through relationships not a uh, boyfriend girlfriend relationship but just friendship relationships i learned through life the how, like, this one young lady, she was just beautiful before I knew her. Then once I got to know her, she had a bad attitude. She looked totally different to me. She didn't look so pretty anymore. Then I remember meeting this guy and your dad when we went to college. And when you saw him, and I'm, I'm a person, I'm never going to sit there and call somebody ugly or whatever. But I'm like, oh, my gosh, you know, kind of. I'm just keeping it real. But when I got to know that individual, oh, my gosh, his 
just looks totally different from when I first saw him. Mm. You get what I'm saying? And that's, mm. I'm, I'm talking about just in basic relationships right. and how physical we are. Right. You know, when you're talking about the inner part, it just goes over so many facets. Here we are again with something that has so many branches to it. Yeah. Yep. That's true. I think that's a woman thing, too, to be honest, because I know men. And I think this kind of goes back into like women really like this society and this culture downplaying uh, women and how powerful they are, because we see people the way their character or their heart is, whereas men are really physical creatures. They're physical. They're linear, linear human beings like men will tell you all day. Yeah, like I care about her heart, but really what I'm seeing first is what she looks like. That's important. They rank that very high, right? Ooh, Whereas we're talking about what's his name? Oh yeah, Kevin Samuels. Yes. Whereas us women, I agree with you. I, it's been it's been guys who uh, who I did not find any bit of attractive, but when I start to get to know them, I'm like, well, totally oh, different, don't they? oh, he's handsome, <laughs> you know. But like initially, I had no. Mm, you know, but me knowing somebody's character or their mm. ambition, which is so important anyway, in the long run. In the long run, I agree. I agree. But I think men are so like tactile. That's why they say boys, and I've said this before too. They learn hands on. Boy, boys are physical. That's why they call education really feminine, because they force you to sit down and to learn. And that's not how boys learn. Where we can sit down and, you know. Um, but anyway, but two, that makes me think of even colonialism. It's so it's so embedded in everything. Like thinking with your head, right, is like a colonial concept. It's like a white people thing, <laughs> a European thing where ancient Africans said you think with your heart. So upon death, you would be your heart would be weighed. They would keep the heart in the body for mummification and your heart would be weighed with a feather and your heart needed to be light. No hate, no anger, nothing. That's how ancient Africans thought about thinking and character. It was all in your heart. Your brain, they would discard the brain. It had no purpose, but we all up here. You know what I mean? In reality, it's it's a clear heart. It's your soul. It's all of that. That's where the memory is held. There's this uh, KRS-One. He was talking about these studies where people would die. The brain would go dead, right? And there's there's like lot thousands of cases on this. People would die. You would be they would be brain dead, and then they would be revived. They would they they would be revived and they would come back to life, and they could hear and they could recall what they saw what the people were doing when their brain was dead the and and people are trying to they don't even he was saying they don't even know what to do with that data with that information but that tells you right there you are not your brain you are not in the head so what happens if if you really and memory is not in the head it's in the soul so like if we were to really like connect with inside rather than being so external validated and so external based i think that has a lot to do with um really clearing space for what matters discerning what matters and prioritizing what matters and what doesn't but we don't live from a space of like inner being an inner power we really live from a space of the shell and like what the world is doing and what the rules say 
right? But that, at the end of the day, that has no real significance. You know what I mean? Like you could command more of nature when you're more in tune with your, when your inner voice becomes more powerful than the outer voice. When you let that lead the way, you hear people say, lead with your heart or let your heart lead you. And we take advantage of like those sayings, but in reality, in the real reality, that's fact, that's truth. Not your head. People, you say, get out your head. I have to get out my head. Um, and I think it has its purpose. Logic has its purpose, but it shouldn't run the show. The same like with fear. Fear is there to protect you, but they say put fear in the back seat. It shouldn't run the show. And I think that has a lot of connection to minimalism because that's when you can weed out, you know, what matters and what doesn't. When you are coming from a space of the heart, heart-centered decision-making, you know? On. that's cool that you said that because that reminds me of i have to look it up though this song by Melina martinez i really love her she basically has a song about about the brain and heart and i'm about to quote it i'm about to look it up now um Um, it's like, um, when did humans start to separate brain and heart as if they could stay alive alone, flip it around the other way. If they were apart and you had no powers, start on, um, start on no day, the base, only a shell remains. What fun it is, what fun is it to be so calculated or bent or be take advantage of cause your heart's too trusting, Silent, expressed, push my head into my chest, blind and look forever wet, don't drift too far away, they said. And then, uh, and then it was like, cause she's like flipping it around, like if you had a heart and no brain, and if you had a brain and no heart. So that's what she was doing. I don't know if you understand it, cause she kind of gets all Shakespeare on it, mm. on there. So, and then, um, uh, I'm trying to see. Uh, I have to find the one thing I can't. <laughs> okay, and so like then she flips it around. It's like help me when I'm too detached and cold. Give me the vita- vitality. I don't know how to say that. Mm-hmm. Identity to trust love more. Blood to water. Neither can feel us alone. Frequency in my arteries, passion blooming through my bones, heart strings trigger emotion streams. A God belongs, a journey where rivers connect all of me. But be it steadfast, don't you disappoint me. Sometimes I think you're all I need. What's beyond belief? And then it goes again. When do humans start to separate brain and heart as if they could leave alone, live alone? And then basically she was basically saying how, like when you have like a brain and no heart then you're all you lack the compassion and everything and you lack the like everything is logical to you you lack you know belief in like to fight for something you know what i'm saying and then we have the heart and no brain sometimes your heart can lead you to heartbreak because you're all heart and you don't have the logic to put it together that hey that person's hurting you like no you know what i'm saying so I think I really like that song called Brain and Heart. She just talks about how humans separate it. So every, everyone's either all brain 
yeah. and no heart or all heart and no brain. Yeah. So it's like they have to work together to me, Definitely. basically. I agree. This like 50-50 job, like yeah. be like, hey, I'm going to give my love, but eh, be cautious because mm-hmm. people will take advantage of your right. heart. You know what I'm saying? They'll like try to ruin it, rip it out. Yeah. That's, I think that, that makes me think of mom. You know how mom always says, uh, I wish you guys would learn by the, by the page and not the pavement. Mm-hmm. You know how she says that? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like what you just said is, is, well, what people are saying, well, what I've been reading is that it's important that you learn by the pavement, which is by experience. Yes. Because that's when you feel it in your heart. That's yes. when you really know, it's, rather than sitting in a classroom and just learning, right? Like, mm-hmm. there's a difference between learning something because I read it mm-hmm. and then learning something because I experienced it and I feel what it feels like to be in that experience. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's a, that's what made me think of that when you said that. That's really interesting that she, you know, like how stuff is in the lyrics of songs like that. Like yeah. that's a very like, um, profound. yeah, profound message for her to write in her song because it makes sense. Yeah. It does. So I really like that song. <laughs> but do uh, you have anything to say, Mom? Oh, because it's at 29. But, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think. That's why I was saying, does anyone have anything else? Because I, I was trying to think of it. My brain's pretty cluttered. Again. Okay. Well, that's the purpose of uh, these um, podcasts. They're truly self-help for us, as well as maybe for somebody who's listening. So I just like to remind anybody who's listened to us for the first time that these are raw, unedited um, podcasts for us. And um, if nobody listens to this podcast, I think it's awesome that I can sit here with my two daughters mm-hmm. and talk about some things that... Um, you know, that are, could, that could be life-changing for all of us and help us balance and um, move forward, be better, you know, mm-hmm. just move forward and be better and grow, yeah. you know. So I look forward. I, I believe the future is bright, mm-hmm. and I look forward to uh, continue to do these. Did you have any last words for you? Um, nope. No. <laughs> Yeah. So again, we thank you. We're at 30 minutes. We'd like to try to keep it at 30 minutes. We're going to do this podcast every other week. Uh, that's what we decided uh, last time. Is that correct or no? Yeah. Yeah. So we will see you in two weeks. And I pray that we um, we stay on schedule because my girls know how I am. <laughs> thank you and have a great day.